0: Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. This episode of the GC Sunscast is brought to you by our Patreon donors. Old Soul, Jack's Dad, Tom Bosti. James Wood and uh sorry paul vosty james wood and tom kim if you'd like to help us jump over to patreon.com forward slash gc sunscast and donate to the show otherwise jump on board our facebook and youtube channels click like and subscribe to share the show with your friends and family but for now let's get on to the show hello and welcome to the gc Sunscast. i am shane your host and joining me as he does each and every week the number one suns fan with a mouth tom how are you <laughs> number one fan i don't know i think they gave it to someone else didn't they
1: uh i'm very good how about you shane
0: yeah i'm great it's been a busy week we've got some new tech once again for the podcast a couple of extra cables which will start to allow us to uh, bring in a potential Skype caller or an extra guest. Um, We're just waiting for those donations to kick in to uh, get to that stage. And pretty soon we're hoping to be able to allow our Patreon donors to call into the show and have a chat. But for now, let's stick to the Suns news. We've got a lot to get through today. It is season beginning. We've got round one just ahead of us. So let's get into it. We've got a bit of news happening off the field. So uh, let's start with the signing of Sam Fletcher. That's probably the biggest news coming out of the week. What can you tell me about Sam Fletcher, Tom? Yeah, I, I agree.
1: He, he's, he's a great little signee. Um Sammy Fletcher comes from the Dandenong Stingrays, who uh, some listeners will know they won the, the uh, TAC... Under 18s cup, um, they they were uh, they were the best team all year, and he was in named in the best players all year. He he's come through the system with Rankin and lacocious and the King boys and all those all those top players, and just a couple of little red flags came up in his draft year, and he just slid right out of the draft altogether. And the red flags were really nothing except for. You know injury. You know he, he uh, uh, injury and probably hit the position he plays. So he's a he's a midfielder. He's he's got a bit of size for a midfielder. Um, he's he's a lot bigger actually than than a lot of the guys who were picked ahead of him. Um, and perhaps he's just going to be one of those guys who's you know twenty or twenty one before he really starts to hit AFL level. So uh, yeah, I I wouldn't have had a problem with him if we if we took him in the second round.
0: Yeah, he's got potential. You know, that 19-year-old inside mid, he's a tall bloke, 187 centimetres, and he, his stats say 79 kilos, but who knows when that was taken, probably during his uh, profiling for the draft last year. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, so do you think he'll play? I, I just it, There seems to be a lot of people in front of him. And yeah, it's real question marks on whether he plays. I mean, the big talking point in the last couple of weeks has been Will Brody, and he—he's a similar player, and he yes. can't even get yep. a game. Yep, and I
1: think the lesson learned is that the players in that profile take a few years to come on. Um, you can't all—we can't all be Lockie Weller or Took Miller. Um, you've got players like. Will Brody and before him, Braden Fiorini. I mean, he he was very good, but you know, injury and form and, and and whatnot meant that he. It's really now that we're seeing the best of Fiorini as an inside mid. And there's only there's only a limited amount of spaces, as you say. So to answer your question directly, yes, I do think Sam Fletcher will play. Unfortunately, it's going to mean that you know we're trying new things. So it's going to be late in the year. If he can have a great, a great little crack at, at the NEFL and play, you know, 10 or 12 really great NEFL games, um, he'll, he'll find himself, just like Heron and, and Dawson last year, he'll find himself getting picked. Um, but, you know, if he, if he just has a bad year, he might be just one and done. This is the new, the, the new dichotomy in, in the AFL is we've got these players who can be taken after the draft... And at the end of October, they can be delisted straight away. There's there's nothing there's nothing stopping him, but he'll be a son until October.
0: Well, he he is on the senior list, isn't he? So yeah. we just don't know how long his contract is. Whether it is only the one year or two oh, years, be, like normal draftees. Year. Yeah,
1: it'll be a year with this new rule. So I mean, we could we could sign two more guys. To the to the um, to the senior list because Wig and Thompson are on the on the long term injured list. Uh, we've got forty seven guys at the moment, forty five. Uh, well, two are, two are injured, so we can replace them. But we've also got two rookie spots left open. So you know, there's there, there's there's a bit of a grey area around that. Of um, can we bring in um, a- academy guys who were eligible for the draft last year? So could we bring in, if we need a ruckman, can we bring in Conroy because he's already been through the draft. Matt Conroy is an under-19s uh, Gold Coast Suns Academy player. My my boy, De Conan, same deal. Um, there are a couple of spots on the rookie list that I believe that they could come in. I don't know if it's at any time or if, it, if with the new rules it has to be in the mid-season time. So I don't think we will because it's going to cost like over a hundred grand for each player that we add on to the supplemental list, but we can do it. We've got a lot more wriggle room than any other club in that regard. Let's face it.
0: Yeah. We've got a lot of flexibility at the moment. So that's good. All right. The other big player news was actually the introduction of a new son by the way of um, Jack Leslie. Mm. So an actual son, not, not the son. sun. <laughs> <a son. laughs> Um, or, well, well we got think a few it's the Sun, don't we? We don't know yet, eligible. do we?
1: If, he's, if he has a girl, she could play for the, the sons' women's team, um, but he's not eligible yet for that. But it, you never know with Jack Leslie. I reckon he's... Um, a, a good, first of all, congratulations and good on him, uh, and it was, wasn't the video great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, good to see the boys get around them. Uh, Jack yeah. Leslie's only played 28 games, so for yeah. father-son eligibility you'd have to play another 72 is it the same rules for the women's or is no, it uh, no, one, 50 just games?
1: One. just one well, you could be a one game wonder and your daughter plays for that club
0: okay so, so I, I guess there are a lot
1: more of those than than you'd even imagine that
0: i guess a at this stage we're hoping year. for for a daughter um
1: well we need to populate the, the the women's list but um at this stage it's going to be the, about 12 years before any father son or father daughter or and and the mother daughter well i don't know maybe we maybe we we can recruit a a son's women's player who's already got a teenage daughter or something (laughs) um and we don't know yet whether there'll be a mother son rule that because that that's certainly a long way from from any club need you know needing to um to apply that, so whatever that is, you know, maybe it's you play twenty games and your son's eligible. Who knows? Who knows? But the, that, the father-son rule is very old, so um, they're only going to expand it. That's, yeah, you know that—that's the good news, um, and um, and and we'll eventually have uh, Gary Gary Ablett the third will be eligible for us. But um, and and uh, the, the first one will be um, the man we haven't spoken about this year is uh, Michael Ricciatelli. His son will be the first eligible father-son for the Suns, but that's uh, another 12 years away.
0: Well, let's uh, stay focused on the here and now. Um, Last week, it was Captain's Day in the AFL as part of their eight-season launch, and uh, Jared Witts represented the Suns as the captain. So... Not much happens there. They get a photo taken, answer a couple of uh, questionnaires about who their predictions are. But one interesting question was asked of Witt's, and that was, what will you do as a captain better than the last captains? So I loved Witt's response here. His response was, that's easy. I plan to stay on the Gold Coast and see out my contract.
1: (laughs) And, And why not? He, I Not
0: mean, enough. in a way, he's having a jab at every single previous Gold Coast captain, isn't he? So, Well, there's only
1: been three of them, but they all three of them left in similar circumstances. Uh, I mean, technically, Lynch wasn't breaking his contract, but he, he was still restricted in free agency. So each of them, there was a contractual issue with each of them that they didn't stick around for that final year. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's well entitled. They've got targets on their backs they got targets on their backs, and, uh, and one of them won't even be playing this weekend. Maybe both of them won't be playing this weekend.
0: All right. Well, that's it for what I would call news. Now, the rest of the stuff we're going to cover coming up is probably more media highlights. Uh, a lot of, With the season starting, a lot of uh, Suns players and coaching staff uh, were exposed to the media, uh, for articles, interviews, you name it. Uh, so, a couple of the ones we're going to touch on. Miles was interviewed um, for the Gold Coast Bulletin, and he's basically just saying the club is in a good place. He he loves being there. He still wants to play finals and believes the club's on the right track. So that's good to hear. Yeah, he
1: he, he was really eloquent, and uh, Tom Boswell's doing a great job. It's kind of I feel like there there's a uh, a Gold Coast Bulletin journalist who is also a fan of the team. And even if he isn't, he writes like he is, or he's writing for the fans. So that's really good.
0: Um, Also, AFL 360, Fox Sports, um, KO Sports, they've been doing a a lot of work, obviously. Uh, But off those media, we've got Cochrane was on AFL 360. Mm -hmm. He gave a very passionate uh plea to you know supporters he he stood up for us and just showed his passion for the club so that was really great to see
1: absolutely and um, you can tell that he's respected
0: in melbourne and
1: uh, th- and those and the, those two journalists that, you know on, on on afl 360 They, you know they they're well respected in themselves so i i really like the tone of it all um There is still a little bit of that kind of, you know, what are you doing up there and everything's gone to hell. But Cochrane wouldn't have a bar of it and just said, no, we're actually doing better than we ever have and we're we're only going to get better. And you've got to have that attitude. I mean, you know, the Melbourne media want to, you know, they can't wait for us to lose a few games and and they're still talking about whether we're going to win one at all. And then Cochrane goes on there and and says it how it actually is, how we know it to be. And yeah, I think it's great.
0: It's great, but they still don't listen. I mean, nah. yeah, it, it, being the start of the season, the podcasts and the, all the contents flowing, yeah. And let's face it, a lot of that stuff is written by Victorians, uh, Melbourne media people, mm. and they they've got no clue. They they half of them probably wouldn't know the Suns players if they saw them on the street.
1: Well, it was actually in in, in something I was reading saying um, how people will need to bone up on Suns players' names before they they watch them. But it's like, who needs to? You know what I mean? Like, if people have been paying attention, they'll know who's gone and who's come in. It's more the fact that they never really know more than half a dozen of the players anyway. And if they've they've got dark skin, they're all Jack Martin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I actually had one of the... uh, brothers of one of the Suns players reached out to me in the last week just uh just saying hi thanking us for the work we do on the show and their big gripe was the the Victorian media it's it's just they don't really know what they're talking about when it comes to the Suns and when they're calling games quite often they they don't know who who's got the ball half the time so (laughs) yeah I mean, we're, we're trying to bring that sort of element to the to the media landscape from a, an amateur point of view. But, you know, it, it's just good to have some Suns fans talking footy and we hope everyone else out there is enjoying it as much as we are talking about it. Um, let's move on. We've got uh, Stuart Jew was also in a bunch of interviews on AFL uh, Fox footy. Uh, it was Coaches Uncovered. You can also see it on KO Sports. And the Gold Coast Suns football media department has actually been really good in putting it all up on the uh, Suns website if you yeah. don't have access to those things.
1: So, they have, and it, and it plays in a bit of a loop too, so you kind of um, you, you tune in to watch one thing and you end up watching all five. <laughs>
0: it's actually, actually quite good. Well, just on um, that, I, I've been so impressed with the Suns media department this year. They have... Yeah done far better than any of their predecessors have just in getting content out there to us. I mean, it would have been near impossible in the past to have uh, interviews done on other networks broadcast through a club website. You know, that would have happened in the past, but now you could even go on there and watch the Cochrane interview on AFL 360 via our club website. So that's just great to to see a really good yeah. engagement with the fans. Um, in that as well, there was a retention interview with John Haynes on one of the radio stations. Did you take anything out of that one, Tom? Um,
1: I mean, there's, there's none, none. None of these these interviews have any great revelations, or or you know, nothing, nothing, nothing's really coming out that's suddenly making us all go, "Oh my god, I've completely overlooked that." But at the same time, it's it's just this really positive message that's coming out. And, you know, you you, you look at a guy like Stuart Jew and and there's a lot of layers to him. He's a pretty deep individual. And I think he's really, just really honest about the journey that it's taking. And I guess if I go back to a previous interview that he did where he said that he was virtually gift-wrapped the job at the Demons and he didn't take it because he didn't want to just be sort of taking over from Roosie and just, you know, getting all the accolades for not really having any part of building a club from the bottom up. And even though he wasn't here for the first seven seasons or the you know before the inaugural season, he has, in a sense, torn everything down player-wise and he's building it all back from the ground up. And a lot of players who you would have, a year ago, you would have said, oh, we can't survive without those guys – we're now happy to see the, the back end of them because they don't fit Jew's plan. So that's what I these these interviews just keep reinforcing that he's he's got an he's got an idea of where he wants to be in a couple of years, and I reckon he'll get there.
0: Yeah, it's really good signs coming out from the club. Everything we've seen this off season. Um, all right. Well, the only other news that I've got here is the number one ticket holders were announced: Jill Matheson and Bruce Colson. Nothing. Uh, I mean, the only surprising news I thought was it wasn't some sort of a well known celebrity or media personality but in in their in fairness the these two people are ambassadors off the gold coast they they work well behind the scenes, supporting the club as uh, supporters and as business people um, and the season launch the first ever Gold Coast season launch uh was held at at Hoda the other, on Friday night?
1: Yeah, well, we, we were invited, but, you know, uh, couldn't make it for various reasons, of course.
0: Uh, <laughs> invited? You mean we couldn't cough up the uh, couple hundred dollars they were asking? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. The, the, perhaps that'll be on the wish list for future season openings. But, um, look, um, it. I think the Gold Coast is the kind of place that doesn't mind a red carpet, uh, doesn't mind the odd event. So... You got to give the fans what they want. Um, I, uh, look, looking at a few few sort of things that are written um, by fans, that, that there's, a, there's still a bit of a ways to go before the club actually feels like a real AFL club. In as much as the memberships don't give quite as good a value for money or any of this kind of stuff, but I think they're doing better every year. And th- this is just one of the one of the things that some people love to go along to. I didn't even give it a second thought. <laughs> I don't even have a date to take. Um, so if we do get tickets next year, you could take your wife. How about that?
0: I don't think she'd be interested in that sort of stuff. <laughs> Mind you, she did actually ask to accompany me to the uh, Game versus Fremantle next week. So I'm not sure how I feel about that, but if she's up for it, I'm up for it. All right, yeah. let's, let's move on. That covers all the media and news that we've had for the week. So now let's start turning our attentions towards Sunday. Gold Coast play St Kilda at Marvel Stadium. I believe it's at... I'm going to take a guess at 1 o'clock, but I don't have the numbers in front of me. Do you, Tom?
1: No, but they, this time of the year, they like to play the game with the, the roof open and, uh, and they like to get, it, get, get everyone in and out by, by sort of 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. So, so the sun comes blaring in um, and it's not all that hot because it's Melbourne. <coughs> but, um, but, yeah, they, they, unless it's raining, it will be a sunny game at Marvel Stadium. I'm just spewing that, the, that we don't have superhero costumes to wear. They did it in the Rugby League.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who matches the sun's colours? I would probably think an Iron Man sort of outfit would do. Yeah,
1: yeah. well, considering that a, a Gold Coast Iron Man would be a, a lifesaver, I think we could probably um, be the, the Iron Men for a day. Uh, the doggies are going to do it. They're, they're, going, they're going full blast.
0: Yep. Well, uh, besides Guernseys and jumpers, what do you think is going to happen? Actually, I've got the numbers here. It's one o'clock Victorian time and 12 o'clock if you're up in Queensland. Um, so, our predictions, well, not our predictions. While while we're on the topic of predictions I'll just put the call out to any of our live listeners Jump on the chat and give us your predictions For um, leading goal scorer for the Suns Best and fairest winner for the Suns Where you think the Suns will finish on the ladder And also who you think the best recruit for the Suns will be for the year Let us know what your thoughts are on the chat And we'll try and get to them by the end of the show When we do ours as well but for now, yes, let's get back to the St Kilda game. Now, I last time the Suns met the Saints, it was up here at Metricon Stadium. Now, St Kilda defeated Gold Coast 80-78. That was that game where Gold Coast were about five or six goals up at about three-quarter time, and St Kilda just came home with the flood, and Gold Coast were just off their legs. Now, everyone's talking St Saint- Kilda, St Kilda up in this game All the Victorians, everyone that's Not a Sun supporter basically believes This is a Saints game to lose But, did you Know, the players Missing for the Suns since that game Is Lynch, Lyons Leslie, Young Lemons and Thompson Now the players missing for the Saints at this stage Is Brown, Carlisle Longer, Mavwella patty mccarton and at this stage we believe jack Stephen is touch and go so we're missing six players each at this stage and i i'd argue that the players the Suns are missing aren't as important as the players the saints are missing and then on top of that the players the saints have brought
1: There's just something about getting away to the Smoky Mountains. Step out on a hiking trail, zoom across a zip line, splash at water parks, shop till you drop, and say hello to the statue of our hometown hero, Dolly Parton. Discover the thrill of visiting the Smoky Mountains and reconnect with those you love the most in Sevierville, Tennessee. Learn more at visitsevierville.com. That's visit S-E-V-I-E-R-V-I-L-L-E.com. com.
0: Put in, and King and Bytel aren't going to be available. And one of their key defenders, Roberton, who didn't play against us last year, is also not going to be available so, it's looking pretty good on the the paper for the Suns. What do you think, Tom?
1: Oh yeah, look, we have replaced all of those players. I mean, some of them are still on our list, obviously, but we we've replaced the players that have that have left the club, and you could argue they're not as not as good. But gee, you know the 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 fan voted side that we've got, and the and the um, the the sort of little little. Uh, Little twinges that we'll make there, bring bring it, bring, you know, put a couple of move, shift a few things around or whatever. It, no matter what you do, the top twenty-two for the Suns is by, like would smash any top twenty-two that the Suns had last year. It's far more versatile. Players can shift around. All of the younger guys from last year are are, are older and more experienced now, and all of the injured guys from last year are back. So you know, we didn't have Darcy McPherson in that team um we had we had a whole bunch of players out for various reasons nah, this is chalk and cheese St Kilda are on their knees and the Suns are up and rolling with probably only really um Thompson's the only guy who's a big loss but he can be adequately replaced and considering their full forward who he he'd mark up on isn't going to play well you know that's a that's that's squared away um you know Aaron Young yes that is a that is a loss he's an experienced player but we can we can replace him, so yeah, we're we're going to be better. Well, and th- yeah. they're going to be much
0: worse. I mean, we lose Lynch, but we get Lukoshus. Probably you know a couple of years off the pace, but Lukoshus looks every bit the player, even in his first year. We <laughs> lose Lyons, but we've got Miles coming in, very like for like player. Uh, yeah. We lose Leslie. Um, we're going to have Collins in. I'd say argue that's an upgrade. We lose Young. Yeah, I think you could pick a pick a name. You know. George Hall and Smith, Murdoch, either one, you know they're both experienced players that can get in and get the ball. We lose Lemons, we're going to get McPherson in. And you lose Thompson, you've got Hompsch coming in. Not to mention all the other experienced players the Suns have picked up in the off-season. I think we're going to be all the better for it. And all the training we've done, I, I just think the issues that dogged us in that game against St Kilda at Metricon last year, aren't going to be as big of an issue now. And uh, despite it being played in Melbourne, I, I reckon the Suns are a good chance of going five, five goals up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think um, another thing you've got to remember about early in the season down in Melbourne, it's still, they've still got a hangover. You know, like the, the Grand Prix just finished. And there's a whole bunch of footy on, you know. There's there's the, the there's Thursday night the footy starts, you know, and it and it doesn't stop. I um, no doubt the Saints will have a, a reasonable crowd, but I can't imagine any of their supporters are really thinking that this is going to be a good year for them. They've just had such bad news in the preseason, and they just they nip. Ne- oh, I won't go into the politics of it because we'll, we'll be here all night. But they, St Kilda just. Never seem to have a good preseason, and even though there are some St Kilda tragics in the Melbourne media who reckon they they're going to beat the Suns, I don't give them a chance in hell. They are they don't even have a ruckman shame. <laughs> They've got a four-game gamer going up against Jared Witz, who Jared Witz has posted last year in in the top ten results in various things like hitouts and and and, and things like that. Top ten. Of all time. Like, those those guys who are running around with him, who are playing 85% of the game and getting 60-plus hit-outs, they're just machines. And there's nothing that St Kilda can do to stop that.
0: The only part of the the ground I'm worried that St Kilda would beat Gold Coast in, and that's going to be the midfield. Uh, The Ruck domination, I think the Suns have that. I think our forwards are going to be better against their weakened defence. And I think our defence would stand up against their their forwards who, you know, there's no Buddy Franklin there. There's no game-breaker there. Um, It's really the midfield which is of the greatest concern, especially if they get Jack Stevens back. Then add that to Seb Ross, Jack Steele, Jack Nunes, uh, Jack Billings, all the Jacks. Um, Versus our midfield of Martin, Miles, Fiorini, Swallow... Uh, who, who else runs Jack, through that? Well,
1: there's Jack and Jack, and uh, maybe Jack will come in. Um, we've got a few Jacks, don't worry. We've got Jack Martin, Jack Bowes, Jack Homsch, um, we, we've Jack actually, We We could even out-jack them.
0: We've actually joked off-air about this before, about actually trying to set up our own... Um, Commentary of what of a game sometime this would have been the perfect <laughs> game. It would just be us saying Jack kicks it to Jack and Jack takes a mark. Jack goes on, Jack kicks a goal, and our, our listeners would just be dumbfounded. They wouldn't know what the hell is going on. Okay, yeah.
1: well, there's, then there's Jez, Jacob, J- Jake, and Jesse, and Jared, and Jordan. So,
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's look at who we think is going to be best 22 for the Suns this week. We did a fan-voted Suns cast, a uh, fan-voted uh, best 22 throughout the last six weeks. And this is what we've come up with. Uh, we'll start in defense. We have Harbrow, Collins and Joyce on the back line. Hanley, Hompsch and Murdoch on half back. Weller, Miller and Bowes in the mids. Martin, Day and Sexton on the half forward flank And McPherson, Wright, Ainsworth in the forwards Uh, Add to Wits, Miles and Swallows as the followers And Ballard, Burgess, Archie and Fiorini as our interchange So that's quite a good side But we already know that's not going to be the side that runs out Because we had word today from Stuart Jew That Jack Lukosius is pretty much guaranteed to play So he's not Mm. in that side. Do you reckon he takes out Day's position at centre-half forward?
1: Uh, Well, we also had the guarantee that Chris Burgess would play. So there's two guys who are coming in for sure. Um, I don't know what it is about round one. The the coaches like to to drop a couple of things early and, and maybe take the pressure off. And so we know these guys are going to be in. So basically the answer is... They both the the inclusion of Lukosius and Burgess means that Day is not going to play. So I don't know how close Day would be to that twenty-two. I I would dare say he's in the twenty-six, but twenty-six maybe maybe he maybe he flies down as the twenty-third man because if any big big player goes down, Day can just slot in. They can move him around a bit. So don't know don't know if Day's not in there, who who chops out in the ruck.
0: Well, yeah, you'd think Peter Wright is the only option there. I, I just, mm. I'm concerned about Day. I thought he would be up, uh, ready to go for this season. And mm. besides, I, I don't even think he played JLT1, did he? I think he did, yeah. But, um, no, 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 no. He
1: hasn't played JLT.
0: Yeah, so he hasn't had any JLT games. Um, so, mm. And I'm not aware of an injury to him. Uh, so that's mm. interesting. Mm. Um, the other, the other injury news. We've actually had an injury report come out this afternoon that we've haven't mentioned yet. Um, mm. It looks like a lot of the Suns players are on their way back. We've had George Hall and Smith and Murdoch cleared to available for selection this week mm-hmm. after minor knocks a couple of weeks ago, and we've had good news on Holman and Help me cool. out, Tom. Corey Ellis. Corey Ellis. That's right. As being available for selection, but they probably need to do some uh, some uh, game practice. Get get that uh, muscle into their body. Um, and Jack Leslie only a week away. It seems. There's also another player.
1: Um, well, I can help you out here, Shane. So um, they're not going to quite be ready for round one, and you wouldn't expect them to be in calculation. Anyway, um, but basically, um, Josh Corbett, Aaron Young and Jack Leslie are looking like coming back next week, will be available for selection, which pretty much just means that, that But by round three, they'll either be playing AFL or playing Niefel. Uh, Niefel starts in round three. There is a practice game this weekend. Leslie Young Corbett will not be playing in the practice game, but Corey Ellis will be and... Anyone who doesn't get selected in that in that 22 plus the non-playing travelling emergency because it is an away game. So there'll be 23 guys. Um, there'll be 39 players. So 16 players left out, which is pretty healthy at this stage of the year. But within the next five weeks, we've got five players returning. Um, Schoenfeld returns in a, in a few weeks. Um, Lemons the week after that. And even Rankin it could be back by around five. So, you know, that's that's 45 players that'll be fit. Um, there's only two guys who, who are out for the season. So it's actually a pretty healthy-looking injury list.
0: Yeah, it's not as bad or, or as doom and gloom as we all thought last week. Um, mm. and I think we were just all a bit down on the, the sad news of Rory Thompson. That's but, right, yeah. But, but, yeah, things are looking up. Uh, our recruits... Seem like they're all ready to go. It looks like we're going to have as many as seven um, new recruits into the side, uh, new sons. So that's going to be interesting how they all slot in. Um, I
1: don't, I, I don't, I don't know that that will eventuate. That, that's what they're saying in the media. Yeah. Um, I, I think we can, we can lock in Collins and Miles and Homsch. And and we and we and, we, and for sure. So yeah.
0: that's three. Add in Burgess and, and there's five. Yeah, and then Murdoch
1: seems to us that we we believe that that he'll be playing. It's whether or not George Holland and Smith creeps onto that bench. I'm thinking Nick Holman creeps onto the bench. That's my
0: Smoky, despite not having any game match fitness into him and being injured well, for most of the preseason. Just,
1: yeah that's true, but the thing is he never left he 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 trained every session he just he was just managed so he didn 't do any 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 uh, heavy contact or anything like that but he 's been cleared for selection so um to me that just says you 've got a bull and sometimes you stick him in the side paddock and then when you really need him, not that we need Nick holman for <laughs> Same job, but you know what I mean. If we need someone to go charging into packs and 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 make tackles and get clearances and uh, tag players, and we, we need we need him. If he's not selected, I won't I won't be too bothered really. But if he is selected, I won't be surprised one little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, I. Yeah, going over our best 22, I can't see it changing too much. Like we said, Lukosius has to find a way in there, and that's probably at the expense of Day. Um, And you seem to think Holman gets a spot in there. Um, Whose expense, you know, Achie or Joyce? Mm. Yeah, we haven't even got George Uh, Holman-Smith in that side. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought thought
1: that the starting team gets tinkered with too much but I would I would I would suspect that Kalachi is vulnerable because he had a really good practice game against Brisbane and then just didn't have good games in the other two JLT what did you think
0: yeah I was really looking forward to seeing Kalachi play in those practice games but I barely noticed him Uh, he had a couple of good passages to play yeah, you notice that he was playing off half back and not the role he was playing in that Brisbane game. So it's yes, interesting yeah. to see that. Um, mm.
1: I mean, you're quite right. I mean, if if the back line is deemed to be maybe a bit too small, then you might you might take Joyce out and put someone else back there. Um, but I, I, don't, I sometimes continuity is 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 a really important thing. So. Joyce Harbrow and Hanley are the, are the are the guys who've been training together for the, for a couple of seasons now, and and uh, Harbrow and Joyce for even longer, and so you you think they're the they're the stalwarts. So messing with that, you know. And then while I say that, I, it's great to see to see Hanley back in uh, and and in form because he did play quite well in the JLT eventually. Um, so you know the the question is. We like Murdoch for the back line. We liked him in the JLT1. Do the coaches like somebody else there? Perhaps Charles Ballard. Um, Is he going to play at all after his howlers, or has he done enough to impress? We'll see.
0: I think Ballard's done enough to impress. Despite his howlers, he still had a ripper of a game, and uh, he's just shown a lot of maturity to be able to get the intercept marks and get into the right positions. And I think mm. that's what Stuart Jew and the coaching staff would be most happy with—is his fully IQ. Um, yeah. Especially with the lack of runners now in games, you need someone that knows how to get into that hole and fill up. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I do think we will need experience in the side. So I think George Hall and Smith, if he's available, will have to find a way in there. Um, mm. And that's let's face it, that's going to be at the expense of a, a young kid that, or a kid a couple of years in the system that looks like he's got real potential because it's really hard to pick this side. Like I've been struggling with it myself. It, it's a really tough decision and I do not envy the selection committee.
1: Can I, can I put you on the spot? Who is the youngest player in our selected 22?
0: Um, looking over it... I would have to say Ainsworth. Isn't yeah, he, it's a trick question. Charlie totally Ballard,
1: 20? but then after Ballard, Ainsworth, and uh, well, look, is, is is the one who's coming into the side, um, so he wasn't included. Uh, Ainsworth and Bose, uh, twenty-one. So Ballard's the youngest player,
0: At 20. and he
1: might he might he might be for that reason he might be the one who's told to to sit this one out, if they want to go in with mature players like Hall and Smith and Murdoch. But we don't know. We, we, it's impossible to tell. Um, I trust them. I really do because they've put together a terrific team for the same reason that I'm not too worried that Will set doesn't seem to be in calculations. Um, and Jacob Dawson, Jacob Heron, they, they were guys who were in the team last year. Ben King doesn't seem to be getting you know, getting much love. Will Powell's been bloody amazing. So, you know, any of those guys could get named and we won't know why or, or any of that. So we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have yeah, to see.
0: That's, that's probably one thing. I wish the club would be a bit more transparent over some of these things, explaining why Day and Brody haven't been playing any of the JLT or anything. Um. But anyway, yeah,
1: it doesn't help when the rumor mill goes around, but I guess it's a sign of of our club going into its ninth season that we now have enough players who care. Sorry, enough fans who care enough to get on social media and and say, you know, why is not my favorite player in, playing in the preseason? And and does anyone know if there's any of this conspiracy going on? And la la la. I mean, you know, we we, we know that you know it'll, the truth will come out. I think. Um, I think basically once once we get this first game out of the way, and then we start to talk about selections and who went well and who didn't go so well and, and all that kind of thing, I think that's when it'll come out you know, just how close Sam Day is or was to, to getting into the team and what's the strategy. You know, do we did was the strategy always to stick Lukosius in from the get go because he is such a high draft pick and and we just need him to. to to play his guts out. And if we can get 22 games into him in the first season, well, his progression is going to be that much more advanced five years down the track than, say, someone like Brody who's played 11 out of 44 potential games.
0: Yeah, it's a a cause for concern. But, you know, like you said, we've got to trust the match committee and we'll see what they come up with. All right, well, we're down to the five-minute warning on the episode. So let's go through our predictions. Uh, let's start with what we think the result will be for the... Actually, let's start with who we think will come into the side to play their first game.
1: Ah, yeah, good one. Um, well, we know Burgess and the coach, so that's been, that's been given out. Um, I'm going I'm to just put it out there and say Anthony Miles for, for mine, was, was locked in that starting spot the day he signed his contract. He's a quality... Player, you said comparable to to Jared Lyons. I've looked at his stats and 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 looked at the way he plays, and yeah, you're absolutely right. They are comparable. They make a similar amount of clearances, similar amount of tackles. Um, Lyons maybe a little bit bigger. Um, if the, if Lyons has an edge in any areas whatsoever, the one significant dis- difference is that Miles has good disposal, and. That is going to make a huge difference. there's at least ten percent difference between the two players, which you know that's that's one in ten kicks. Well, if one in ten kicks is is finding is a, is a forward fifty entry and finding a target, then those guys have fifteen to twenty kicks a game. Miles could be a match winner for us in comparison.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd like to add uh, to what you said about Collins and Homp should be in the side. That's uh, pretty much a foregone conclusion. Let's move on to who we think will win, uh, or what margin. I said I picked the Suns by about five goals, so thirty points. And yourself?
1: Yeah. Well, look, I think um, the 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 first two practice matches, the Suns got out to a really good lead, and then. uh, then the, the Swans got the first four goals. So I think we have the right idea of trying to start with the with, with, with the right thing. And if we can get that start on, I think we can win it by six goals. Still be six, but 13th instead of 17th.
0: Yep, I agree. Bottom six, uh, I think it will be the higher end. So, yeah, I'd say 14, 14, 13, around that. Um, now best and fairest winner for the suns jack martin oh okay i've gone for hanley i think hanley's run out of half back would be in- mm. instrumental for us i think that's the way we're going to be playing this year having uh, relying on getting winning the ball back off that half back flank um okay and leading goal scorer for the year
1: Not Alex Sexton, (laughs) although although I think he's already a leading goal kicker. Um, No, Peter Wright. It's his year. This is this is his year to shine. Uh, He 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 could be as good as anyone at the position. He'll be going for a Coleman this year.
0: Yeah, I did want to say one of our big men as well, but the big man I was going to say was Sam Day, Um, purely because I think he's due for it, and I think getting the second or third best defender would would help him and i thought right would be running up the ground a bit more but considering days not in round one side or doesn't look to be i'm gonna go and say burgess mm, be cool and um, and i think you're onto something there and finally recruit of the year if i'm saying burgess is going to be our leading goal scorer i've probably got to stick with him as being our recruit of the year what do you think
1: um, well, I mean, draft, draft player, or or uh, trade, or free agency, or all of the above. Any, any Jack, new
0: player? Any new player for the yeah, Suns? Jack Homsch. Jack Homsch. All right. Well, there you go. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the GC Suns Cast. Uh, go Suns, Tom. Hey,
1: go Suns. See you next week. See ya.